yeah, I'll set the show on the road. So I'm going to be uh, adding in Phil Deroux in a minute um, for a, probably about a 30 minute podcast. Um, obviously, I've got a few questions for him lined up. I have hosted Phil many a times. So fingers crossed we can get him involved. Was meant to podcast at nine, but obviously timing's a little bit off every now and then. Um, so yeah, I'm going to send him a request now and let's get this live going. Uh, this will also be on YouTube, um, Spotify, iTunes. Um, YouTube will be with video. Uh, hopefully after this I'll get it uploaded straight away. Yo. What's up, man? Represent. <laughs> the shades. Yeah, I'm in Florida, bro. <laughs> You're not driving, are you? Yeah, it's about, uh, how many degrees? It's like 91, 91, 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Shit, man. Hot. 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 <laughs> hot. Not, not like this English weather, man. We're freezing our asses off over here. Yeah, it's all good. yeah man. Uh, we don't have seasons over here. It's all, it's just hot all the way through. Um, so basically, obviously, you've been on the podcast before, so I'm not going to run you through the formalities. And if people do follow the, the podcast, um, they'll know the rundown anyways of who you are and your story. And your followers will know who you are. So basically, if you're not a fan of uh, the JB podcast or Phil DeRue's content, fuck you and uh, follow me. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Um, so give me a rundown anyways of the life of Phil currently. Um, what's been going on? What's changed since we last spoke? Uh, a lot, really. Um, I just had surgery, uh, ACL reconstruction, and uh, had a slight meniscus tear. So it's my knee right now, wrapped up, walking through it now. I actually have uh, one of my guys driving me. I had to get down to the gym, and uh, I had surgery on Wednesday, so... You know, we're kind of fresh, fresh off the surgery. I had a couple of guys fighting. That's why I wasn't able to make it 30 minutes prior. But um, I got guys fighting next week for Bellator in, um, in, in the UFC. And so, I mean, they, they got one last hard push with me. So I wanted to make sure that I got down here, um, at least to, to show them off, you know what I mean, at, at, for the last session of the training, training camp. So that's primarily what we've been doing. I just put out a new program. Uh, it's an app, actually. Follow along. That's uh, in partnership with Training Heroic. So it's an off-camp GPP MMA-based program. So it's like 22 weeks long. And um, then you have access to me. You get uh, like full access, questions and answers, and things of that nature. And so each week we stay accountable in a group chat um, on, the, on the app itself. Mm-hmm. And right now I think it's 100% off, so you can get that now. Um, it's on my website and also on my bio. So if you go in there and click the link and you'll find that. Uh, you know about the new gym. So we just opened up. Well, not just opened up. About maybe, what, four or five months ago. We just opened up my facility. I'm, not, I'm no longer with ATT anymore. Um, but now, you know, we got the guys from – we also got guys from Sanford MMA and American Top Team as well. So um, coaching those guys up, primarily that's my main focus is obviously combat sports. But we also have – uh, youth baseball, high school, college. Um, we have a, a couple of football, high school football players that come in too as well in the local high school. So, I mean, working through, you know, several different sports at the moment. But again, like I said, my, my prime focus is, is combat sports. 
Mm-hmm. So that's primarily what we're working on. And, and also the mentorship program with all the coaches around the world. And that's really my my main thing that I'm doing outside of just coaching myself is, is working with other coaches around the world and getting them uh, getting as much knowledge and information as possible that I've gathered over, you know, a decade and a half of me training and competing and things of that nature. So that's what's going on so far. Yeah, man. What, what's, uh, so what's your mentoring program entail? Um, out of curiosity and for obviously those listening as it, well that may want to hop on. It, yeah, it's, it's almost morphed into like a certification course because we do have an exam at the end. Um, and you have pretty much every every detailed information that I've gathered over the years and then some. Um, you get all my protocols, all the methods that I use, um, a lot of my seminars that I've done over the years and around the world. Um, you get access to that. Um, get access to me every other weekend we go on a like a one and a half hour uh, zoom call and I do a Q&A with all of the coaches there and then uh, like you'll get access for life so it's a one-time cost one-time fee and again you'll have access to the portal for however long you want it so again very affordable in my opinion but the, the amount of knowledge and information that you're getting not just from me but things that I've gathered over with other uh, under individuals that I truly respect in the game um, also were gracious enough to give me information. And so that I put that out there for the coaches that are on the mentorship. So mm-hmm. eventually we're going to make it an accredited certification and, uh, and a CEU. But um, yeah, that's what we're working towards. So I'm thinking maybe next year sometime we'll make it a CEU and then, you know, it'll be a nationally accredited certification too as well. Nice, man. Making moves and, and as well as educating people, but making sure with that like exam at the end that, they are kind of educated and preaching the knowledge to a higher standard rather than, you know, we see a lot of shitty PTs out there who have just learned their trade through, I don't know, fucking Instagram and they've never really been in, uh, educated and then, you know, people get injured and stuff like that. So it's good that you're, you're kind of lecturing people in that way and mentoring people in that way, I think. Yeah, yeah it's fun, man. With other coaches. You know what's so funny now? I have so many coaches that are – that, like I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have, and and I'm super humbled by it. Uh, but like some of my guys that I help coach, or that I'm, well, some of the coaches that I'm consulting for, is uh, like, are fighting some of my guys. So the guys that coach are actually fighting some of my guys. Mm. So like I'm running into that issue. Um, it's not a bad issue to have. It's just it's just funny to me that like you know with with the level of MMA and, and how coaches are taking it to the next level. Um, with the people that they're working with, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. So I told them it's not going to be the first time, nor will it last. But it is uh, It is interesting when I have a coach that I consult for, you know, their fighters fighting my fighter. So there's always a competition there. Hmm. We always talk shit to each other. But it's fun. So how was your um, breakaway from American Top Team then? Like, was it clean, cool, no hard feelings? Because obviously you've moved to your own sort of um, center now doing your own thing. No, it wasn't. I mean, I've been there for such a long time. It was just my time to leave. And, you know, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they're going to be top team no matter what. So it wasn't no hard feelings or anything like that. And even, you know, I had to talk with the owner, and he was saying the same thing. It's like he didn't expect me to be there for my entire life. Mm. People have to evolve and grow and progress. That was the main thing is I just wanted to be able to work with other athletes, not just – not just MMA guys out of ATT, and don't get me wrong, I love ATT. It's still, it's still my home as far as like how I started 
to me. How do you feel you grew so much on social media, by the way, like in the recent years, you know, you've like blown up very quickly. Like how, how have you managed to do that? What do you find, what do you think people have been attracted to with your content and so on? I mean, it's real. I'm not, I'm not faking anything. You know, I'm actually working with these individuals. So it's, not like, it's not like I'm faking putting photo shoots together, video shoots, it's real time, real life, training sessions. And then on top of the fact that I've been in my group, I've, I've fought before, you know, I've been in the trenches with this guy, some of, at least some of them, um, as a fighter myself. So I think that has something to do with it. I think that I, I can not only, you know, show people that I know what I'm doing, but I can also act upon it. So again, me showing by example um, with, with the training that I do, does help me set myself apart from the rest. And then obviously knowing from a combat sport perspective, knowing the, the fight game in general, I think that does help too as well with fighting with other fighters, uh, just for the simple fact that I know how to, to, to scrap, you know, at the end of the day. But I'm not saying that I'm like the best fighter in the world, but I am saying that like I've been in their position and I know how they feel in certain aspects of the game and how they feel in camp and how they feel when they're cutting weight. So that, that does play a big role. But when it comes down to content, you know, the content primarily is, again, something that it's real. Like I said, it's real time. I'm not, I'm not sitting up there being like, okay, what should I put out next on IG that is going to be uh, groundbreaking and, and so, you know, uh, I don't want to say, like, I'm trying to break the mold or, or, you know, start a new concept or anything like that. But when I feel something that is important that, that can help an individual, that I'm going to put it out there. And it could be something as simple as, like today, a tire flip. You know, I put out a recent video um, in IG that was a recycled video from my YouTube channel, but it's just a simple tire flip. But again, people don't, they underestimate the usage of it. So it's like, you can take something as simple as that and use it for so many different modalities of that can help an individual and increase their performance. So I think maybe that's it. And then, I don't know, man, maybe people like my beard and my tattoos. I don't you know. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that um, clearly shows in, in what you're posting and, and kind of what you're doing is like, well, two of the things is like you're authentic, like you're authentic and like your passion comes across, like you always look like you're kind of one of the hardest workers, do you know what I mean? On, in, in the coaching game, you always look like you're busy doing things. And I think those two qualities attract a lot of people because they know that there's no kind of bullshit with you. It is this is what you're getting and this is how it's done and I'm going to say it as it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are trying to, again, do something on there that's going to turn heads and make something more extravagant or ordinary than it has to be. That if you keep it simple to a degree and then you make the, the exercise better, then that's, that's fine. I don't, I don't see a, a big issue with that. It's plenty when I do things that just don't really make any sense, it's just kind of, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit like true training. Like, you know, that that's not really, gonna, that's not really what you're going to put into a program to help an athlete. Why put it out there? Because you, know, you know a lot of people are going to look at Instagram, they're going to look at people's content that they feel like they, you know, that they respect, and they get for information, and they go out there and do that, but they a baseline of, of understanding how to move weight or move load and don't have the joint that. So 
I again keeping it as simple as you possibly can and then growing and adding on to that, um, which makes a, a good way to put out information. And there's two there's two people in, in the world of, of uh, social media in my opinion is you, know, you got the you got the coaches that are that are putting stuff online and then you got the online coaches, you know, and yeah. I think that true coaches out there and true trainers out there that, that are actually putting out but they really do do it in real life. That's the people that you need to look at, as opposed to just you know, you know, online coaches or online like, putting things out there. I'm not talking about like remote coaching. I'm not talking about online programming. That's a little different, and, and that can get skewed a lot because you're you're not there fully coaching athlete, you know, in in real time. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a true difference different there. That's why I don't really like doing a whole lot of online coaching or online programming because of that fact. I don't get that point of tension with that athlete. I don't get to feel what that athlete is feeling. You know, I don't get to sit there and be able to watch him with my eyes in real time. That's, that's something that that I take uh, in more consideration because of the fact that I can actually help that individual a little bit more if I'm there with them one-on-one. But yeah, getting back to the coaching and the coach that puts stuff online and that was the content thing that's where it gets skewed a lot where those coaches or those individuals are just putting things out there so that they can get likes and views and, and, and the coaches like Rico and and, and and those guys out there that are putting things online now that have been coaching for the longest time they're putting things out there that they don't have worked before not something that they think they get likes and views and, 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 and clicks on that I think that that's where you have to have that defining line. Mm. If you are a coach out there, man, don't be discouraged about putting things on social media. Just you know, be authentic. You know, be transparent on what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So what um, what programs are you offering at the moment? Because obviously I know you've got quite a wide range. Um, obviously I don't expect you to list off like, all yeah. of them. But your main kind of pushing points at the moment. I mean, right now, obviously body on that's the uh, that's the eight week body only program because mm-hmm. of the fact that a lot of people can't get to the gym. I think that's the main main focus, like with the with the pandemic and everything, a lot of people still don't have access to a gym or weight at all. So I came together with my my digital team and we put together this program. Where I was like, all right, I know that this is going to be something that people are going to need, um, and it's helped out a lot. It's helped out a lot of individuals that don't have. So that's body armor. It's an eight-week body weight only program. Um, it has two versions of it. Like again, the one version is going to be, you know, primarily focusing on strength endurance, and the other one is going to be focused on ballistics and plyometrics. Nice. But fine in one program. Um, and again, it's a conjugate style. But again, we're not talking about West Side. There's a difference between West Side training and conjugate, where conjugate is bringing up all modalities in one, but all methods in one. So that's what we're primarily doing. We're working on strength, endurance, hypertrophy, and explosive power, and we're doing that throughout the week. But it's all body weight, so you can use. You don't have any. You don't really. Think, the only thing I would say that you want to invest in is is something that you can use for a pull up bar, or or something along the lines of that, because you are going to have to work the posterior chain. You're going to have to work your pulling muscles. So if you can get either a lighter or a heavy band, um, like a company like Elite MTS, um, or you know just get a like a wall mount pull-up bar, that would help out a lot. Um, if not, sleds are very cheap, you know, 
They're like 75 bucks. There's a couple of companies. Elite FTS is one of them. Rogue Fitness is one of them. Uh, so you can get those. Those are pretty cheap. And then if you have some weight place links get from like eBay or you know, Craigslist or something like that, you know, that's that's something that you want to look for. But the program itself, and you don't really need a whole lot of equipment. You don't need actually any equipment. You just need a pull-up bar if you have it. If not, just give me a DM and I can show you how to alter if you need to. Um, and then the other thing we're, you know, we just launched is the body, or not the body, the uh, off-kick program, which is, we call it fight dominant. Basically, what we're trying to do is get you in a, in a good position to be dominating in your camps and in your fight itself. So it's setting the baseline of strength, strength capacity, you know, joint integrity, and overall condition so that when you get into a camp, you don't have to, you know, get ready. You're almost there, ready to go. Um, the problem with a lot of the guys, um, and that's coming from experience, is that they're coming to, let's say, for instance, coming to an American top team, and they're only starting eight weeks out, and they never did that type of general physical preparedness or, or, or got their body to a position where they can you know, withstand the load of training, skills training, and physical preparation combined. Um, they're going to be taxed. You know, the first week they're going to overtrain because their body's not used to it. So what we're trying to do is set the baseline ready so that once they get in the game, they can hit full go and not have to worry about, you know, fatigue or getting getting tired or getting sore. Um, their body is capable of withstanding that, that pressure and that energy. So that's why we put it together. And then, again, the mentorship program, that kind of encompasses everything that I put together. That You'll get all the access to my program as well. And then, again, all, all the methods and all the protocols, which I feel is, is it's always going to grow. It's ever evolving because, again, Everything that I've learned, I'm going to put into that, into that, uh, into that portal that they get. And we also have a WhatsApp, a WhatsApp group chat. So guys are actually sharing knowledge together. So it's like a community at this point of around 300 coaches that are all sharing information with each other. So it's, that's one thing that I'm super proud of. I was like, I was able to put together this community, not just me being on top of the mound saying you should do this, you should do that. It's not even like that. I'm giving you examples and I'm some information that you could take with you. Um, but again, it all depends on your situation, circumstance. And also, again, we get to communicate with each other. So there's a lot of high-level coaches in there that get to communicate back and forth and share information and, and their experience with what they've done in the past. You know, so everybody grows together. And that's, that's why um, I'm so proud of that. Yeah. Uh, their program that we have. No, exactly. You're bringing people together and that I think that's quite important as well with the sharing of information because it's how everyone grows, you know, like it's how we learn off each other is, you know, I'm having a conversation with you now. I'm learning from you. You're learning fuck all from me, but that's great, you know. <laughs> but, but it don't matter, do you know what I mean? And it's the same with, with that group and that community and that vibe. And I think when you start building that community and that kind of... Um, team bonding togetherness like that helps again that mental program grow that business ship go grow and everyone kind of feels like you know we're learning and progressing somewhere which i think's you know a good thing to do it's kind of the number one for fundamentals for me when i when i talk to people um about sort of how to grow a team how to grow a business and stuff like that it's about having that network of people together and and educating them and then sometimes they end up educating you yeah so you did um you did a test with Paige Van Zandt recently I saw. What was that about and what was it to do with 
Well, um, Bill Page is obviously going into knuckle, bare knuckle fighting, so um, she's actually hooked up with Maureen, Maureen Shea. And so Maureen's actually running her boxing. And um, so she's with us for that. Obviously, if she's going to train for boxing and she's with Maureen, then she's going to start training with me um, for her strength and conditioning. So we were just doing a basic baseline assessment, just going over her movement capabilities and the, and the joint requisites that she needs to have doing some endurance style testing and seeing what her, her maximal oxygen uptake is or gold score, or body oxygen level tests. Um, and then just basic endurance testing, you know, with the maximal aerobic power on the assault bike, um, seeing her VO2 max, and then also looking at uh, lactate thresholds based off of what we need in our jumps and our heart rate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a baseline test. So again, it doesn't prove too much as far as how she's going to react inside the cage or the, or the ring point. You know, it's, it's really just giving us an understanding of where she's at physically um, from a fitness standpoint and also from a movement standpoint. And then from there, I can alter the program depending upon what she got in that in that baseline assessment and then do another assessment later on as to how much she's progressed. Um, but right now, you know, she's going through some things. She needs to get, uh, she needs to get situated in Boca right now in Florida. Uh, she just moved out here. So, you know, she needs to get things situated. And once that happens, going full go, but I think it'll start next week. Obviously, I'm down a little bit. I'm not coaching, like, full-time on the floor just because I, it's hard for me to move around a little bit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's. I got, a, I got a team of coaches now that are all there to help me out. I got a couple of assistants. I have a director of performance. Uh, so, you know, those guys help me out. And I'm grateful for that. So, you know, all the fighters are still being able to maintain their, their, uh, their training. Yeah. For the time being, but every now and again, like like I said, I, I made my way down there today, and again, I still live 90 minutes from the gym, so it's a hike still. You know, I'm on my way back now, but uh, but I love it, man. That was one thing that I would say from a business standpoint is like the passion that I have for what I do. Obviously, you can see it because of the fact that if I if I really didn't have passion for it, I'd I'd ride this uh I'd ride this you know, this surgery out and I'd be like, oh man, I can't really go anywhere because I can't really move, but that's not the case. You know, I, I, you got my, my, one of my best friends is now one of my videographers and he told his, uh, he told his dad, he was like, what, how long do you think Phil's going to be out? And, you know, he basically told him like, you know, you know how he is. He's not going to, he's not going to be able to be out of the gym for more than a week. And it hasn't even been two or three days. So I'm back in the gym coaching my guys up as much as I possibly can at least and overseeing what my other coaches are doing, which is important, too, for me, because I want to be able to to delegate some of that work so that, you know, again, it, it can be self-sustaining without without me having to be there 24-7. And even though I want to be there, sometimes I actually can't because I have other things I have to do when it comes down to building a business and a building a brand. So, you know, you want to be able to get to a point where, you know, you're not you're not fully working in the gym or working in your business, you're working for the business. And um, and that's where we're getting at. But then, like I said, I can't I can't stay away for too long because it is my passion is to coach. So that's what you're it is. you're a workaholic, man. <laughs> I I don't ever see you fucking switching off. Like I don't know how you, how you get so much shit done in your days. Like what you do to maintain your drive as well. Like, obviously, you said this your passion, which helps you. But just do you plan and prepare beforehand? Another thing is that I have so many people that rely on me. So it's not just me. 
It's it's my family. It's my it's my guys that I coach. It's the guys that I help coach. Um, it's it's my coaches that depend on me or the people that are working for me. My employees. You know, those are the people that if I don't do my job, they can't get paid and they can't do what they need to do. And so, it's not just it's not just a selfish thing. It's it's more of like okay, now I'm I'm looking at everybody else that needs my help, and I need to make sure that I'm on point every day and organized enough so that I can get the job done for everybody, not just myself. You know what I mean? So I think that's another driving factor is that I have all these eyes and all these people that are dependent on me, not just, not to mention 300 other coaches that are dependent on me to put out information for them so that they can be successful in their own business and in their Mm -hmm. own coaching. So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors there. That's what gets me out of bed. That's what gets me hobbling over to the gym, even though I have one leg right now. <laughs> how how do you deal with the pressure of that, though? Because obviously they are relying on you. Uh, you know what? I, I think I'm able to handle it because I'm a natural, and I hate to say this because it sounds cliche, but a natural-born leader, in a sense. I've always been a captain of all my teams. I've, I've took to that coach's role pretty pretty easy because – I was always the person that got people to come to the gym. I was always that person to drag people out of their house to come play football, you know, in, in the yard. You know, so it was, it, was, it was an easy transition for me. I'm a father. I think that that helps too as well. You know, be, me being a head of a household, being a husband, being a father, um, that transitions into, you know, being, being a, bit, a, a, a good business owner, a good coach, you know, somebody that people can rely on. And I just take that as the, for the opportunity um, – to be, to put myself in a position to be, you know, be legendary in a sense, you know what I mean? And, and build a legacy that my kids can, can look after. And so my son, who's, I think he's sleeping now. Is he sleeping? He's knocked out. Knocked out. <laughs> but so he can look at me because he goes to the gym and he sees me coaching these high level athletes. And, and, he, and he looks at that as, okay, my dad helps these guys out and he's always on point. And at least that can, he can take that with him in life. So I'm setting the example every day with my actions. And that's something that I don't take lightly. So I think that, that with that being said, the burden or, or the, you know, the weight of me having to take on all these, all these roles doesn't really bother me because I was built for this. You've probably just turned um, little Leonardo into a um, meme now. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was gone. Um, how important do you think mobility is for performance and why? I think mobility sets the baseline of movement capacity. So if anything, you know, you have to have active in-range control to do any type of movement. And if you don't have mobility or flexibility and strength in in-ranges, then it's going to be very hard for you to have that, that, that active space to do something in a force, forceful way, in, mm-hmm. per se. You know what I mean? So you need to have that quality working space in each joint capsule to allow you to produce force, absorb force, you know, redirect force, things of that nature. So I, I, I would say that that sets the baseline. You need to build mobility. Then you need to build stability. Then you need to build strength on top of that, you know? So for me, I think that that's a, that's a cornerstone. That's, that's the, that's the baseline that we need to understand and get before we start to develop, you know, more strength and start to develop more power output and things of that nature. Now it's, it's, it's easier said than done. You know, you only have a, a, a limited amount of time, a small window in time to get all this stuff done. So I think that that's why a conjugated concurrent style of an approach would be necessary for an MMA athlete or a combat sport athlete because they're always competing. There's no, there's really no off season. And when there is, it's very short lived. 
And that's why, you know, I, I, I developed that off-camp program because I wanted to gain the mobility. I wanted to gain the conditioning that we need to so that once we get into those higher-level movements, um, we're capable of doing that without putting them at risk of injury. It's mad, isn't it? Like, I think a lot of people neglect that with their training. They just turn up, think they can crack on, and it's like, no, nah, man, we've got, to, we've got to make sure you're mobile, you're warm, you know, you're, you're ready to move, you're ready to go before we even start the hard work. I know, yeah, no. And, and it, it, it goes with my dynamic warm-up. But it goes with my dynamic warm-up. It goes with the activation series that I use um, for the athlete. He's up now. Look, he's out of here. Bye, bud. Say bye. All right. now. See, zero to sixty, zero to sixty every day. He's learning from the best. Yeah. So, um, look, I still got the hospital bracelets on. So, with that, like when we start, when we start our warm ups, that's the main focus in the beginning is to gain range of motion, right? Activate muscles, activate mechanoreceptors that we need to to allow for force production to occur in any range possible that we're working in, in that particular time frame, or anything that's going, let's say for instance, a skills training, then we need to make sure that we have the ability to rotate. We need to have the ability to hinge and extend. Um, and if we're, and we're blocked by tight tissue or joints that don't have that range, then you're going to compensate. And when you compensate, that's usually when you end up tearing a muscle or tearing, you know, tendon off the bone. And that's going to be the problem is, is not so much, you know, under preparing, it's not preparing fully, um, and not and not taking in consideration the fact that you need to have that full range of motion in order for you to produce or display force. So, hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, um, for me, just a question for yourself, because obviously, I really struggle with my mobility. Like as much as I try and work it. I don't seem to improve. And I've been talking probably about five months now. I've been really trying to work on my mobility. And I don't know why, but someone said maybe it's because I've got a poor posterior chain and um, poor posture when I walk. So everything kind of just re- like it just goes back to normal every day. Well, it doesn't matter how much you actually work at it. It has to be sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, right, if you're going back into that reflection state or, again, your posture is poor because you have a weak posterior chain, then it doesn't matter how much mobility you did in, in 30 minutes or an hour. You're doing this all around 24-7. So if you're walking is bad, if you're sitting, you know, you're sitting or standing is, is not optimal, then you're standing you're staying more time in that position and those positions than you are when you're doing your mobility work, right? Yeah. So again, you have to look at your day-to-day, you know, and be cautious of how you're standing, how you're walking, how you're sitting you know, things of that nature. And that will help you understand, like, what positions you need to be in that are going to help display better postural alignment and awareness. And that's that's the main – that's a key concept. And then, again, it just depends on what mobility training you're actually doing, right? I do believe in isometrics. You know, I believe in putting yourself in end ranges and being flexible first because you have to get into the range. And then you have to activate the muscles in that range, right? So, again, like I always put in – and concepts of like, you know, in jujitsu, it's like guys are very flexible. They can get stacked and be able to put their, you know, their legs over their head and their toes touching the floor, um, but they don't have the strength there in their posterior chain to allow them to be ex- to extend out of that position. So they have no 
they have no structural integrity. They have no strength there in that end range. And ultimately, they're going to get stacked and passed because, again, they're weak in that position. They may be able to get in that position, but they don't have the strength to stabilize themselves in that position. And what ends up happening is that if the if the muscle is being stretched in a position that they can't they can't handle, then one or two things are going to happen. You're either going to have uh, tissue tearing, something that happened from an injury standpoint, or again, your body's going to lock up and see. And if it doesn't, it, the, Go, the Goji tendons theory, really, if you if you stretch a muscle to its extent, the where it cannot get to anywhere further, then the body will lock up, right? And then you don't have that active control and you won't get in that position, you'll end up tearing something or hurting something down the line. So what the goal really, again, is again, you want to make sure that you have flexibility. Then when you get that flexibility, make sure you're strong in that flexibility range. And that's what mobility really is, is having the ability to control those end ranges, right, and flow through those end ranges. And that's how you can display mobility is where, you know, you see, like, movement specialists like Ido Portal or something like that. Ido is a great mover. Um, but he's just displaying movement. He's displaying mobility. He's not training mobility. Mm. You know, that's why like you need to be able to get in a position and be strong and stabilize that position. You want to work things like progressive and regressive angular isometrics. You want to work things like you know like uh, end range liftoffs and end range hovers. And this is all this is all somewhat FRC or functional range conditioning principles. But I do believe that those principles carry further than just the basic understanding of mobility i think that this carries over into any type of training that you want to acquire um but again you have to have the joint prerequisites to do higher levels of intensity and, and what i mean by intensity is i mean increasing load right so if i'm talking you know 50 60 percent i'm talking 50 60 percent of your one rep max right so if i can get into a range and i can increase the intensities through that range well now i have the active end range control and now i can increase the strength in that end range and that increases performance and athleticism so again we go back to the mobility thing is that that's going to set the baseline of your abilities to get stronger in ranges that are going to be conducive or directly correlated to the sport have you ever thought about writing a the very strong encyclopedia <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what i mean Man. fucking put it out there but be about uh, Four thousand pages, and I don't think my. I mean, people say that, but I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I don't know. I feel yeah. like I feel like how I talk. I mean, I'm not. I hope people understand. This is how I talk on a daily basis. It's not something that I'm just writing up to sound smart or some shit. Honestly, I'm. I'm very. Listen, I'm not a big like. I won't put out big words just to put them out there. Like I don't talk with a huge vocabulary. Like I just know what I know. Mm. You know, so that, that makes it sound like if you're talking about this, I know what I know. Right. But there's so many different like when we're talking about like, I don't know, we're talking about real estate. Then it's a whole different concept. You know? <laughs> My wife will kill me on that. with all that vocabulary. I, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about half the time, you know, but, you know, when it comes down to this. Yeah, that's something that I, that I take pride in. And I learn yeah. as much as I possibly can deep knowledge in what I'm what I'm, you know, quote unquote, trying to be an expert in. Yeah, no, I meant it from a standpoint if you, I don't know if you haven't, well, you probably have seen it. Uh, Arnie did the Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. 
Oh shit! Yeah, more yeah. from an educational standpoint. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like meant. To, I mean, I'm, I'll have the banter with you, of course. I'm always willing for that. But, but um, yeah, it was more from like a point of maybe for those other coaches or people that you are coaching, getting that you know almost book of encyclopedia of movement patterns and things like that. And you know, like Arnie did basically. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that there's a lot of good guys out there that that specialize in. I think. I think um, Dr. Andre Ospina would be the first put that out there he's the guy that kind of almost invented um almost invented uh well did invent frc i mean so i would think that for me that would be important you know but mm. um i don't know maybe in due time could probably write it up i've got a last question for you anyways because i know you want to get out you i think you're back home now um what are future po- projects have you got lined up yourself where where's the Daru strong brand gro- uh, going next oh i mean honestly bro like right now we're just trying to focus on the mentorship you know that's that's the main focus is build that mentorship up as much as possible you know get it to a point where we have well over 500 coaches it's a certification course um you know and then build the gym build my my you know my local gym here in boca boca raton florida and get as many fighters as we possibly can obviously we have Paige. You know, um, Dustin's back. Joanna's coming. You know, I, I just want to have the ability to coach the guys and girls that I want to coach and have fun with it. So that's that's the main focus right now. Um, you know, the apparel line, like building out, you know, the shirts and, and the shorts and all that stuff, that's going to come in due time. Um, again, I don't want to put my focus in too many different things at the, at the moment. I want to be focused on one or two things and, and be really, really good at that, you know, and then we can spread it out over time. You know, definitely going to have shirts and, and some merchandise that you guys can can, uh, can purchase and things of that nature if you want to rep the brand. By all means, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that'll be on my website, and we'll go further down the line once once I feel like, you know, the, the mentorship and everything else is self-sustaining. Um, you know, then we'll start to branch off and to do more things like that. But, yeah, for the focus point right now is going to be that mentorship, you know, the, the programs that I have out, and then building my gym business, and that's 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 my primary right now are you going to give me the scoop on dustin and who his next opponent is <laughs> yeah I, I mean it looks like it's going to be tony we really don't know um obviously that's that's almost the only thing that's left that's the only guy that's left so yeah i mean that that's a possibility for sure but again we really we really don't know i know that i mean dustin hasn't because of my knee he hasn't he hasn't came in yet um He's been just basically helping guys out um, at ATT and, and doing some boxing training, but he just can't get away from training for too long. You know, he's, he's kind of like me, you know, with that. So he's just back, just kind of moving around with the guys, and we'll get him in doing some strength and conditioning pretty soon. Man, I love this um, fight with Dan Hooper. Yeah, yeah, it was a good fight. I knew that was going to be, I thought that was going to be a good fight just from just from Dan and how he does his thing and. You know how Dustin is with you know his fighting ability, and they're both like they're like true fighters. So it's good to see, you know. And I was glad that that obviously Dustin came out the winner. So mm. good though. Okay, bro. Well, thank you for your time. Is there anything else you want to add on to the end of the Nothing, man. If you guys uh, guys are interested, let me know. If you guys are coaches out there and want to get involved and see uh, how the mentorship runs, and go ahead and check them out. You can guys, you guys can give uh, give my team a call, and they can run you through kind of like the rundown of everything and how it goes and, you know, we'll go from there. But that's about it. Check out my website, DeRueStrong.com. 
And if you haven't checked out my Instagram or my YouTube, go to Feel the Root Strong. You can check out my YouTube. I got plenty of videos there too as well. Free content that you're pumping out as well, so people can obviously check that out and follow it because you are offering a lot for free, which is good. I think it shows your knowledge. Yeah, man. Appreciate get, it, man. Get that encyclopedia done, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, uh, have a safe recovery. I'll chat with you. Um, I'll send you a DM after this, anyways. But recover properly, right. man. Don't don't work too hard. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Take care, man. All right. And there we go. That was Daru Strong. I uh, apologise, obviously, for the audio at the beginning. I'm not sure um, whether it came through clear or not, but through my headphones, it was a little bit up and down. Um, thanks for tuning in. Drop me a follow on the JB podcast. I used to have 12,000 followers and a little bit more than that, but obviously I had to start a new account because for some reason, I don't know what happened with my account, but Instagram fucked it, basically. Anyways, um, yeah, cool. Thank you for tuning in.